Three, two, one, go. Boom. Well, the red light is on. So, Chad, what episode is this, Chad? Episode number 174. Good morning. Is it, uh, is it morning? Is it good? Yeah. Is it good? Yeah. Is the Well. Hey, yeah. it's not bad for a Tuesday, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's never bad for a Tuesday. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just glad everybody's here. Uh, you'll, you'll, you'll notice up above me. I, I changed here today. I wanted to put a, I wanted to put the lovely Leslie, yeah, uh, even original art piece in the back. I call it the, uh, I call it this the vagina verse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so trench is Marion's trench. Yeah, <laughs> look, looks like you got some work there behind you as well. That young lady is keeping busy over your shoulder. That's some, yeah, well, she's got a new one that's all black. And the question is, how much more black can it be? Oh, a much more. I, I, I know her and I know you. She's got some plans for that one. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, this, is, this is some older work that she, that she brings to show. That's her show stuff. What's her, uh, what's her website since we're going to be plugging today? LD Haven Fine Art. LD Haven Fine Art.com. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, qu- quite a lot. Quite a lot's happened since we say again. That's what I think it is. I think. Oh my god. Uh, well, the uh, There we go. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Show oh. notes, people. Show notes. Yeah. yeah. There you go. That's what they're for. Bunch of stuff happened since we saw you last. Last time we talked, we were on tour, and now we're That's on right. nothing. <laughs> <Couch. Never. laughs> yeah. 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 We're on. We're on, we're on floor. You had a little adventure this past week. Yeah, uh, you uh, played a uh, a acoustic solo show. I did. I did. Our, yeah, our old friends Joe and uh, Hugh Morrison. Yeah, Joe Walmsley. We've we've had him on here. Yeah, uh, we have. God love me. Still hasn't mastered the English language. He's from the. <laughs> he was he was a brilliant, brilliant. He is a brilliant entertainer, and Hugh, great uh, singer songwriter as well from Scotland. Uh, and myself and, and it, it was actually a, it was actually a really good good, good pair I, I i put the show together at the big top um through our good friend alan hill uh, so joe walmsley from liverpool is on a green card and when you're when you're uh working in america on a green card you must jump through many many hoops and it's not just you know you get a green card and and, and you're in it's you've got to continuously produce paperwork documents and you know just basically you're 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 uh you're uh you're you're just under the microscope of the government when you're working for that and it's it's just so he's at a point now where he's uh he's been over here for 16 years he's been in the states for uh san antonio for most of them god love him uh but he's uh he's trying to He's, he's hanging on by a thread, you know. I mean, he's he's done everything right. He files the paperwork on time. He's paying out the nose for lawyers, and he's he's still at, at risk of any moment being sent to back to Liverpool. His sixteen or he has a teenage daughter, and she's never lived anywhere else but here. And you know, she'll be sent with the you know. So anyway, it, it I wanted to he he's got to get more stuff on his resume, Joe Walmsley dot com but he's got a uh, so i put that show together so he could put a houston date on there and we'll do it again uh, I, you know I, I, again i wasn't going to put somebody on there that's going to be a you know a monkey that's going to have 
you know, nothing to do. Just, you know, he, mm-hmm. he is a great entertainer, great mm-hmm. songwriter, uh, you know, phenomenal talent. And, and so I put it together. I just thought it might be good to have an Englishman, Englishman, Irishman, Scotsman, you know, in a bar that's doing something else besides making fun of priests, you know? So we, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so good night and, and uh, well attended. And uh, it was last Thursday night. And uh, Chad, I appreciate you doing the little promo for us because we, we we forgot on the thing. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was nice, nice turnout. And and uh, the big tops a great room. Really, really good for uh, good for for a set like that, acoustic, intimate. Yeah. You know. Yeah, sorry, I hadn't been there in a long time. I, I don't remember that little stage being there on the corner. That it's like. It's not much. It's maybe three inches off the ground. Yeah, it's like somebody threw a, a coaster over there, right? But because it used to just be the just the flat floor, right in the corner. I don't, I don't remember. That was a long, long, long time ago, Chad. Was it really? Yeah. Like I as said, long, as long as I've been there in a while, I was say, yeah. long there, which has been a very long fucking time. So okay, yeah. maybe I just haven't stood close enough to it to, to notice it. Yeah, Damn. maybe you just haven't brought your guitar. Yeah, so. well, that's definitely true. But I've only been there to see. Um, well, I saw Nick Gaitan play there once, and I saw uh, Jim, Jim and uh, Pete and Jim. What do they call their thing? Uh, yeah, Pete, Peter and James. Peter and James. James. Yeah, I've been I've seen Peter and James a bunch of times. The dazzling Pete Gray and Jim Henkel. Yeah, yeah. that's about it, I think. And Eric, Eric, you played there with a thousand people, right? About a thousand times. Yep. There's actually there's a hole in the wall, like an actual hole in the wall that I put there. Glory hole. <laughs> yeah. But it's like it's like seven feet in the air, and pray tell we were we were goofing off and I and we were like doing like uh, an oldie show and there may have been a few drinks involved. Um, no, that band that band tends to have a like a spot of sherry after dinner in the library, you know. Yes, and um, and uh, we were doing a big big rock ending, and I ended up like grabbing my hi hat stand and going like this, and the top of the hi hat stand poked. Into the, into the wall. I was like, whoops. <laughs> Good so times. That, that is definitely not a glory hole then. Okay, damn it. Unless you're a giant, but it's very, very high. Well, I'm gonna say it's, it's very wee, but that's wee. good. So when are y'all going to do that again? I, you know, you, you were talking about Oh, no, that, that, that'll happen San Antonio. again. Yeah. yeah, we'll do it again in San Antonio. Um, I, I, I want to do another one in Houston, possibly back in the same spot. It was just it, it, the the... The playing acoustic thing to me is uh, for for us for blackguards it, it's a pain in the ass because it's just it, it a lot of our stuff doesn't translate to, to mm-hmm. I I don't feel it translates to acoustic but sure we uh, uh, but I, I learned a bunch of new stuff and I've actually written a bunch of new stuff uh, because of the acoustic guitar when you sit with an acoustic guitar or you sit with an electric guitar. You really you you tend to go in very very different directions. So so preparing for that acoustic show, I, wa- I didn't want to do the regular stuff, the stuff that I've already done. I wanted to kind of challenge myself and and learn a few new songs. Yeah. And uh, and, and and in doing that, uh, you know, for our for our kill and uh, you know for our kill and save section. Today, I have, you know, I've gone and completely, you know, just I, I put what I was originally going to do on, on the back burner now because of because of that. So it's just nice. You get into you get into this this whole other 
area. It's just it's it's just a whole new world of of ideas, and uh, I think when you when you when you do that, so uh, yeah, that seems like a much better length show than you know. <laughs> I'm thinking about the shows we used to do at Molly's because it was different. It was different because there were duo shows that when you and I were there, but there there was. I mean, that was the last time I actually did a solo gig was, was at Molly's downtown. And it was, yeah, trying to fill by yourself, trying to fill a full four hour show. It's, it gets torturous after a while. Just, yeah, God, damn it. Somebody else, somebody help me. This is too much to do by myself. Mm-hmm. Well, so. well, f- well, four hours, four hours. I th- we, we all agree. Four hours for a band, four for hours a band for, 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 for a band is stupid. It's, it's stupid mm-hmm. length. You know, I I, yeah. I know I know porn stars that don't that don't you know, can't do <laughs> that can't fill four hours. Yeah, um, and I I I, I shudder to think what because uh, Joe just loves what he does, but he he uh, he, he must have, I imagine he must have gigs that are longer than that that he's done in his uh, in his work. But I don't know. But yeah, just, but, that's but, just but, his thing. But 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 again, the, those musicians that when you're when you're doing so, he plays at a place called Waxy O'Connor's on the Riverwalk in mm-hmm. San Antonio. And when you're doing that show, he plays on the iPad, which I again to me is essentially having a music stand on stage. I fucking hate it. But yeah. when you're doing that, you're you're working for you're working for the club. You're you basically you like you know you're, you're that aforementioned monkey that has to do the tricks for yeah. the you know, for the thing. Now he's, he's written some great music and he's, you know, like I say, he's a great entertainer and he knows a bunch of these songs. However, to, to me, it, it feels, it feels like somebody's just, just <laughs> choking the life out of you when you have to go through a, a, an iPad or a music stand and play from the sheet versus the, that's why I yeah. wanted to go. That's why I wanted to do some new stuff because it's a challenge a to remember lyrics and tempos and, you know, and then I, I try to put my own little thing on it, so it's not a, a regurgitation of a of a song. You know, so. mm-hmm. yeah, that was cool. I, I uh, for those of you who weren't there, uh, Patrick did a rendition of Second World's Girlfriend off of Blackmatic, which was not the one I would have expected you to play. Which that so I'm not sure which one I was expecting you, <laughs> but. Uh, what was cool about that is you actually played the guitar solo in the middle, which was which I know how much you've 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 uh, bitched about playing solos on acoustic before because it's not easy trying you know. Well, the, anyway, the, yeah, yeah. Well, the thing about playing solos on when you're in a band situation is the guitar just dies. It just you know you're going from playing you know a bunch of strings or picking strings at a time, and there's harmonics and there's there's the the, the body of of the guitar, the body sound of the guitar. Then you go to a solo, and if you're doing one or two or three strings on a solo, it's it gets buried in a thing on when you're on your own, you can shut the fuck up and make, make it happen. Yeah. So, it, so I, I kind of, I just retooled the solo just to, to, just to, and also when you get somebody up there and they're just strumming three fucking chords and singing the same bullshit over and over and over again, you got to do something different. You mm-hmm. got to do, you know, I've never liked capos on guitar except for an acoustic thing because you make it sound like a whole new instrument when you, Move, yeah. the, move the cape over the string. Anyway, so it was, it was, uh, yeah, I, I did have I, the, the set that I played was actually half as long as what I prepared. Uh, oh. because, because I, I, I just, I wanted to open the show because I wanted to, uh, introduce Hugh and, uh, and Joe to this, to this crowd. They haven't played, you know, Joe hasn't played Houston and 
uh, Hugh actually does play Houston quite a bit, but he's his he, uh, doesn't move in the same circles. So it was uh, that was a new venue for both of them, and they they thoroughly enjoyed it. They, and they did, really, I thought they did really well. So yeah, again, that was interesting seeing Hugh, whom we've known of course as an accordion player. We used to play with him many years ago. Yeah, he, uh, had, he, he had an accident, so he can't play. Yeah. The his shoulder can't. Yeah, he can't do it for very long. So he, I was talking with him about it after or after a set. So that's it's not what like she he said. Play, he, not like he can't play at all, but he just can't really perform with it anymore, which is which is a shame. But he's acting. So he picked up. He actually literally picked up guitar. You, Patrick, was telling me about this months ago. He had literally learned taught himself guitar after this accident. But it sounds like he's been playing for years, and he's. He's actually yeah. pretty, pretty, pretty damn good. Yeah, very, very, very steady right hand, and yeah. uh, good, good, uh, good sense of time and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah, we, we need a cajon, Eric. We need you to come in yeah. on the cajon. <laughs> yeah, it's gone. <laughs> I love the girl in uh, Austin. Lovely, oh, really. I, I, you know, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that for for the for the few th- three or four minutes that we had it, but. It was it was painful to watch you slumping like that, you know, the whole time. Yeah, that's how you play it. It looks so uncomfortable. Yeah, I know. I was a- <laughs> but you sounded you made it sound like a million dollars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you, well, folks, well, if you want to see that, just check out any of our uh, our old uh, live streams from the pandemic from twenty twenty. Yeah. There's a bunch of that stuff. The quarantine. You take on me. The one. Say it again. Uh, well, I'm a drummer. <laughs> Anyway, I am not an animal. it was a big week last week. We had Patrick's solo show with the guys. We had Chad's birthday, which I totally missed. Oh, yeah. And we had Tara's graduation. Yeah. It's been a big, busy week. Yeah. 100 degrees every single fucking day. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. been fucking brutal. It's been yeah. warm. Get kind of sick of this shit. It's Tuesday. And it's Tuesday, so I'm actually in Indianapolis. I mean, I brought all this artwork and all these drums with me. Because, you know, I, I can't be without my stuff. But it's also uh, 98 degrees in Indianapolis. So, Great. No, no escape. Well, at, at least you got shit food to look forward to. <laughs> if you like steak and corn, the Midwest yeah. is the for you. Yeah. But even still, you know, oof. And then, uh, I, um, I don't know. It just it smells like it's killing time. I don't <laughs> I think you're right. I think it's time. To, I think it's time to kill. I, I'm going to read, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to read. This is under the kill category, kill character, and um, I'll read it first, and then you'll probably be able to surmise um, the the source from which it came. And it goes, it goes like this: To the management of Slabbercast, please kill Dancing in the Dark by Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> All right, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. However, uh, it launched a form of Velveeta that cannot be melted, a style of video production that can't be unseen, a fashion movement that will clog land <laughs> that will clog landfills for centuries, a unique incurable STD, and the career of Courtney Cox. Until that song is no more, all musicians are responsible for the hellscape the human race has suffered. <laughs> so that came in from the one, the only... June Narnia, and uh, just uh, as in, yeah, in, nice. in 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 pure pure in pure Italian fashion, it's 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 perfect. It's it's it, I, nobody can argue with that. 
that song yeah. comes on. That comes on. Just like, God, that off. And I fucking love Bruce Springsteen, you know. So for for that song, yes, I'd be I'd be more than happy to kill it. And I think that's a, I think that's a, a must. So so it's it's funny because I was just scrolling through to find a song. I found I found a song. Actually, I paused on Dancing in the Dark. Like, that's ah, too easy, too easy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot I'm, easier. I'm sort of surprised that I mean, even after June wrote all those all those eloquent words when June and I text, he'll, she'll, she'll send me, um, uh, like parody lyrics. Yes. To a song that yeah. are actually really fucking funny. Yeah. And so I, I was surprised that June didn't forward like a, at least a verse of dancing in the dark with some new lyrics. So June, if you're listening, you owe us. I, I concur. I, I concur. That's 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 beyond. That's that's that should be a law. That should be a fucking law. That guy is. He's, excuse me. That that gal, guy, uh, that chick, that that slick chick. She needs to. She needs to be on that. She needs to be on those. Yeah. Cause the stuff that the stuff that I've received has been side splitting and. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of time, you know, like you say, parody, parody to me is, is, uh, is an STD parody is, you know, like that, 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 that oh, yeah, I've got a great COVID song. That's it. No, no, you don't. You know, what you have is a fucking disease and you need to be put down. Um, <laughs> but when you take lyrics like that, you take dancing in the dark lyrics, for, for instance, and you make them, you know, uh, a June Narnia production, you've just, excuse me, you've just saved the world saved the world so yeah you're i couldn't agree more so killing who's who's up for killing uh yeah i was torn between two different numbers and these are both really really obvious ones to kill but they we've got to get get this out of the way sooner or later uh layla very obvious one this is that i mean just immediately is right on the same not 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 here it's on here with uh hotel california and and uh, and cocaine yeah yeah god just completely uh overplayed to death but uh there was something else i learned about the song recently that just underscores how much of a fucking prick eric clapton is and uh the that piano p- uh piece that, that follows layla uh that is also an instrumental section that the only redeeming part of the song which not only did he not write the person who that who brought it to the table didn't write it either. The only person who got credit for it on the song, Jim Gordon, who was his drummer at the time, who later turned out to be a psychopath. He's in prison now for killing his own mother. I think you made reference to that rec- uh, not recently, but you you talked about that on the show at one well, point. Jim Gordon. So Jim had been previously before they recorded that record. He had been in a relationship with uh, a singer named Rita Coolidge who had a she had a lot of big hits in the 70s uh, one well, of them was uh, yeah yeah which didn't she when she one of one of one of them was boss gags uh we're alone now that uh one of those big light rock songs possibly um how's that go let it out let it all begin learn how to pretend and she i think i think oh yeah yeah i think yeah 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 love that song when i was a kid yeah, yeah. I, she didn't. That was Boss Gags. I think that her version was the big hit of that in the seventies. That I recall. Anyway, but she had written this song when she was still dating dating Jim called "Time," 
And she had actually heard the way she tells it that she, uh, she and Jem, they were playing with somebody else and they, they went to go visit Eric um, to, to, I guess, as they're getting ready to do the Derek and the Domino stuff that Jim was on. And they presented this song to him. They, they actually played it for him and she left him with a demo copy of it. And she says that Eric liked it and all that stuff. But he, and then she never heard anything about it. And she and Jim broke up. And later, I can't, I can't remember where she was. She was, she was. I think she was doing a photo shoot or something. And she heard Layla come on the radio. And then the end section came on and her blood starts boiling. And she goes and checks and sees that the credits are only Eric Clapton and Jim Gordon. So she's freaking out. And so she did everything she thought she was supposed to do to try to to try to figure out what was going on and to, to make it right. And she was just completely uh, gaslit by the record company and particularly Eric's manager at the time. She couldn't even, Eric wouldn't even talk to her about it. Um, and her, his manager said like, well, what are you going to do? Like, didn't even deny it. Basically he said, what are you going to do? You're just a girl. You think you can beat me in court? Just, you know, <laughs> nice try. So she, she said, screw it. And then she kind of let it go because she, she couldn't, I mean, I mean, probably the legal battle probably would have destroyed her financially at the time. Ooh. But, uh, and she, you know, so she, she pretty much blames Eric squarely. Obviously it was Jim who was being the prick who brought it. And if you listen to it, uh, it was funny enough. Her sister later recorded it. Priscilla, uh, Priscilla Coolidge, who was married to, uh, Booker T Jones, um, as fate would have it at the time. And the, the two of them recorded a version of the actual song with the lyrics and everything. And it's kind of an R and B thing. It's kind of thing. I, I would have imagined maybe, uh, somebody like Dion Warwick might've had a, might've been able to do a good version of it at the time, but I, I don't know if anybody ever recorded it, but <laughs> if you listen to that, it's, it's just exactly all the same chord changes, the same melody. It's, it's all there. It's this complete straight rip. And what I, I just can't, Eric had to have known what was going on. I think he, the story is that he blamed Jim Gordon for it. And that was, that's why they had a falling out. I'm not sure, but the story has been corroborated too, by, by I think everybody else who was in that band at the time. You mean falling out like 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 a kid falling out of a window? <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. I just, I just cracked the case. Yeah, yeah. just cracked the case. Number so, one, anyway. Ah! <laughs> but yeah, the, the other the, the actual keyboardist in the band, Bobby Whitlock, has corroborated that story along with uh, Graham Nash and all these other people who were there at the time. <laughs> so, fuck you, Eric Clapton. <laughs> Good kill. Eric Clapton ruins um, everything. Does. Yeah. This one, uh, I, I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen this movie um, all the way through. Uh, a lot of people did. This is an, an '80s movie, um, starred uh, a very young um, uh, Kevin Bacon uh, back when he was making like the teen, the teen movies. And the song is called "Footloose" by Kenny Loggins, and uh, there was a point in the '80s, if you remember back that far, when you couldn't turn around and there wasn't a song on a movie by Kenny Loggins. Mm-hmm. The Loggins and Messina stuff, I can, I can, except for, you know, your mama don't dance or your dad don't rock. It's kind of stupid, but yeah, but, um, there's some, there's some Loggins, Kenny Loggins stuff that I actually, oh, that's a good song. It's a good, well-written song. It's a pop song or whatever. Or it's, it's a nice, a nice song and there's nothing wrong with it. But um, again, I think what we're running into with a lot of the songs that we kill are that it's just, there's a reason why it's a hit is because people like it. And the reason why it's a hit is because it's played all the fucking time. Endlessly, yeah. And Footloose is one of those songs. You can turn on any radio station that plays American music and you'll hear Footloose at some point during the day, I mm-hmm. promise. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I can. Kenny, 
and good for yeah. top uh, good for good for footloose but god damn that song is annoying God, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And, and it's one of those songs that doesn't even stir up, even if you did have a good memory, you know, but, you know, that, that correlated with that at the time, you know, it's still, it's still not good enough to, to, no, it's awful. It's too inane, you yeah. know? At yeah, least, you know, he, he did I'm All Right for the Caddyshack soundtrack. And at least there's some interesting production things in it towards the mm-hmm. end. Uh, it's still just kind of a, it's not the greatest song in the world, but it's way better than fucking Footloose. I tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so the one, uh, the one I want to kill is just just because I hate the song. Is it's just it just never it just never rubbed me right. And then it's if you ever go if you ever if you ever happen to be in a club where somebody is performing this thing, it's usually uh, it's usually a beginner, and it's quite terrible every time. Uh, but it's it's come to my window, Melissa Etheridge. I've never oh. been I've never been a fan of her. Oh, God damn, I hate that song. I I hate that song more than I hate uh, knives in the recti. Uh, anyway, but uh, it's just it's awful. It's it's awful, and I, I don't have any I don't have any back, background story to. I do excuse me, I do uh, back in the back in the nineties. I think is when it came out. But the uh, the, the the bands. The, the cover bands would, you know, would play that song when it came out. You know, like Tracy Chapman's fa- "Fast Car" and stuff of like that. Which, uh, um, uh, uh, Tracy Chapman's voice, I love her voice, uh, mm-hmm. and I like some of her, her some of her song. I hate "Fast Car," but uh, Melissa Etheridge, I don't like her voice, and I certainly don't like that song. So death, yeah. death, death. So that's if you know if you know your eighties. I guess Miss Melissa Etheridge, she was an early nineties thing. Actually, yeah. When the first time I saw Little Feet in 1988, she was the opening band, but we missed it because we, we got to the concert late. But um, if you play play the first part of, uh, of uh, that chorus and then quickly scoot over to Brian Adams' Somebody and see how they're... Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They're that close. Oh. <laughs> um, to my window, I need somebody. Yeah, it's... That's wow, fine. we got to uh, A and B that shit. Yeah, there you go. Um, and then, and uh, just uh, send it back around here. But I'll start with the. So I, I, the, the, I've been on a kick of uh, listening to this next artist, and uh, it, which led me to watch a lot of footage from concerts and uh, a bunch of concerts that are on YouTube and whatever. But. Uh, if you get a chance, uh, you know, I, I, again, I'm not uncovering a, any great mystery or going back in time. I mean, this is actually, uh, but I've been watching a lot of, and listening to a lot of prints lately. And it's, it was by, cha- it was by accident because I learned one of his songs to perform at the acoustic show, which I didn't get to. But, uh, in doing that, it opened. I remind, oh yeah, this one, this on oh, this one. So then I would just watch a concert, and if you can, if you can, if you can find one of those concerts that's Prince approved, uh, you know, and, and have it on a good system, you just you can't be you can't be on it. It's like being unhappy on a jet ski. It's a, it can't happen. You just cannot watch it without smiling. And the musicians and the choreographed, not choreographed like a poison video. Or it's just, you know, we all just look like a twat at the same time. No, it's, or like the, look like the same twat at the same time. Um, it's, 
uh, like he says, real musicians playing real music and they get, they get down. I mean, they just, it's, it's something to behold. That wasn't originally what I was going to rescue as we, as we say, but it was, it was, and it is, it, it's, it's just magnificent. So that, that was my, that was my. Cool. There's that live, uh, have you seen that live recording of, so the, so the version of Purple Rain that's on the actual soundtrack is actual a live recording. Right. But there's an actual video of that performance, or at least I, there was on YouTube, where they actually, the song is actually longer. There's like an extra verse or something like that. And someone yeah. goes through, breaks down what, like what's happening and how they kind of like edit it and cut it together for the, for the actual soundtrack. Wow. But it's fascinating to watch. It's wow. really, see Prince sing that song, that actual song on video is, is, is mesmerizing. That yeah. actual performance is on the record. Yeah. Saying, Some, yeah. I mean, you, have to, you might have to hunt for it. I just found it by accident one day and all of a sudden I was like, oh shit, this is the actual recording of, of um, the song. And it's from, I'll, look for know, that. I'll find that. Find it. It's, it's, it's really, really fascinating. Wow. Awesome. Okay, good. Yep. Yeah. I've, I've got three different albums swimming in my head. I'm going to have to pick one because there's too much to talk about. Uh, this is one I've, I've been thinking about ever since we started doing this. Uh, we've talked about XTC a few times on the show. I know that's a few times, maybe, maybe not enough. Well, yeah, however, however, it's either a lot or not enough. XTC, uh, me and Chad, like Iron Maiden is to, is to Patrick. It's just like <laughs> back to it. It's a, it's a deep Whoa. subject. There's a, there's a lot to talk about. There is a lot to talk about. And this is one of the things I, I know a lot of people who, who know XTC, don't or haven't heard this stuff, which is the the two psychedelic albums they did under the moniker Dukes of Stratosphere. And you can buy this. There's actually a re-release, a remix that just came out recently with some bonus tracks and stuff on it. But if you can find this, the, the original CD, well, not the original, but the, the CD, I guess the first CD they put out, which is both records on one CD called Chips from the Chocolate Fireball or something like that. It sounds frivolous if you're not familiar with it. It's actually not. It's actually incredibly brilliant. And I think some of the best stuff they've ever done. And I think even they, they tend to kind of underplay it because they, they, I think the way they think of it is they're just kind of goofing around when they made that stuff. And it was just like, you know, being as silly as they allowed themselves to be without really thinking about um, whether it was commercial or, or cliched or anything like that. And the result was just absolutely brilliant. I thought, I thought it was interesting too, that they, they worked with uh, the drummer on that stuff was, was Dave, was it, who's, who was it? Was it Dave Gregor's Gregory's brother? Um, it was one of the, it was a brother of, of one of the guys. I think it was, oh. I think it was Dave's brother. How about that? It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't the drummer from XTC that had been no. there. Terry yeah. had been there for a long time. Okay. Right. No, this, and this guy, I think that guy had left by this point and this guy was not, I don't think he actually played in any of the actual XTC records. Anyway, I have to look into that. <laughs> it wasn't somebody, it, it was, he was, I think he was Dave's brother. I, I don't think he was a professional. He was a good drummer, but he, he didn't do it, you know, professionally. He had something else he was doing. But anyway, it's, it's really, really great stuff. It's incredibly well played and it's funny and it's surprising and it's very, very well produced too. John Lucky is the guy who produced it and he's infamous in part because of the work that he did with the Dukes, the Dukes of Stratosphere and that stuff. So yeah, absolutely check that stuff out. And the, the, some of it just sounds, some of it is just completely goofy. You know, you can, you can pick out what they're trying to do a pastiche of like this little bit of the Beatles in there, obviously. And there's other kinds of crazy 
strawberry alarm clock kind of stuff and the birds or the yard birds. Everybody was kind of playing around with the psychedelic thing in the 60s. So they, they touch on everything. But there's also there's some songs that just sound like good XTC songs. <laughs> so so it's absolutely worth a listen. That Vanishing Girl song sounds like a, something that was taken from the 60s or something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 like the Hollies yeah. or something. Yeah. 60s yeah yeah, yeah. ACH, so. what you got you got one song uh that i really enjoy and i, I enjoy the song on just so many levels because of the 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 wordsmith and and the drumming especially is just off the fucking charts and you wouldn't think about like the drumming being so well i mean maybe not but i mean sometimes like drumming for like singer songwriter stuff can kind of catch you off guard when it's really kind of hip and when you understand what's happening and when you hear all the little nuancey shit. So there's a song by Jackson Brown. I may have talked about this before. A song by Jackson Brown called The Pretender. Hmm. And uh, Jeff Picaro from Toto plays drums. I mean, he was a studio guy, but obviously a lot of us know him from Toto. Um, he plays drums on it. And if you ever hear that song or you just want to Google it, obviously the song is is, is about a guy that that – he he's trying to maybe live a different life, like not nothing weird. Just like I have to work all day, but then when I go out, I'm going to pretend I'm somebody else, like I'm you know, whatever. But the the lyrics are great, the arrangement is great, but the drums are just just so hip. They're just like, and it's just nothing more than really two and four, but all the little shit in between is is, is fascinating. So Jackson Brown, the Pretender, go Very listen cool. now. Cool. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that's the stuff that I that, that I really like. The again, when you're watching the the, the Prince stuff, when, you know, there's never a moment that you can stop and check your phone. <laughs> you know, everybody's doing something all the fucking time, and everybody's happy to be there. That's what to me. That's that's great music. If again, if you can, you know, if you can pull that off. Um, but the the I, I did see Jackson. I would love to know who it was. Um, I did see Jackson Brown in the nineties uh do do one of those kind of um uh it was at the satellite lounge and he did a like not an acoustic but a very the drummer played on the cases on the drum cases and you know oh. just very, very laid back and i i yeah. ju- don't know who the drummer was, but I just remember just being gobsmacked because i I didn't know um my girlfriend at the time had, had had I got tickets. She was a huge Jackson Brown fan. I said, "Yeah, I'll go." I don't like the couch. Um, we went to the uh, so it needs you. But again, I wish I I wish I'd paid attention to who the drummer was because it, it was it was kind of like, "Huh, you're gonna do that?" Okay. Huh. Yeah, some of Jackson some some of Jackson's '80s output was pretty not great, like Laura's in Love and and, and stuff like that. But yeah. this is like. 70s and early 80s stuff is, is definitely that classic, you know, California, uh, California singer songwriter. Like, yeah. it's really great. great, great stuff. With heart, a lot of heart. In, yeah, in, 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 yeah. Yeah. This song means something. And, and yeah. here it is. Yeah. But like, Lawyers in Love is like, what the fuck? <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. yeah. Song. It sounds, yeah. It's, I saw that. I caught that on YouTube recently for some reason. And uh, I had, it's been years since I heard it. And I thought, Hearing the title, I thought it was a Warren Zevon song because I mean, it sounds kind of like concerned. something he would write. The they're title, kind of anyway, the same yeah. plot, same era. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. And the, the, yeah. usually, when I think of Jackson Brown, the first thing I always think of is "Tender as a Night," which I guess is one of his big hits, right? I, yeah, he had some huge, huge hits, yeah. but it's the stuff, the older stuff, the in between stuff. That oh, that's yeah. a fucking great song. 
Yeah. Oh, and running running on empty too, wasn't that? Yeah. 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 And and again, with the drum set and Russ Kunkel's giant drum set and the and stuff like that. Well, of course, it's got that stupid version of the the Road Crew song on it too. Ugh. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I love that chord progression and I love that melody, but the lyrics and just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You talked about that recently. Was, yeah. I think we were on tour. You mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's and pretty it goes, good. It goes south pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes going south ain't that bad. Hey now. Hey now, as he as he turns to the Leslie De Haven. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Just for the folks at home, it's not a self portrait. Yeah. <laughs> All right, marker, marker. All right, so we're good. <laughs> we're good. We're good. We're good. Yeah, and just um, we're we're just uh, going. We're going through the the getting ready for the. For the tour at the end of next month, and and we want to see you all out there. We want to see you on the road. We got a bunch of stuff on the on the website, and uh, we do have we we got some uh, we got some shirts. We got a bunch of shirts now, and uh, they've been going great. But we do we and we, we have a little bit of coffee left on the website as well, I believe. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, so Blackridge Brew is calling you, and we got some we got some uh, we, we're gonna have some some dates coming up here that you're going to want to see as well. So, Oh, and, and not to, not to forget, not to forget uh, if you, if, if you're on any of our social media, you've seen a new tattoo. Um, our, our, our friend, Larry Blackwell has got a, he's got the, uh, the Andrew Schramm pirate, his first tattoo. And uh, uh, so we got to see that on Thursday at the acoustic show and it, it's yeah. magnificent. And we're, we're just, uh, we're just blown away by the, um, our, our our friend Johnny Hereford has his has blackguards across his knuckles, and uh, uh, the uh, uh, friend of ours that passed away a while ago had had blackguards up here on his on his shoulder. So uh, we've we we had a few tattoos, and that's a big fucking deal. I mean that 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 we we don't take that lightly. That's that that yeah. that means a lot, and that you know uh, you know we just uh, thank you and thank you for listening, and thank you for signing the mailing list. We won't, mm-hmm. we won't, we won't call you if you tell us where you're from. We won't, we won't just send you all the shit. We'll just send you that the the the, the stuff you need. Sorry, last thing, last last thing is uh, the 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 tour we just came back from uh, with Heidi. Uh, she played her ass off, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna have we're gonna have, we have to figure out how to get her to Houston because mm-hmm. she's complained that we've only taken her, you know to Midwest and East coast and she wants to play Houston. She loves everybody that she's met here. You know, we did Patty's day here, obviously, but she wants to do, she wants to play some of these clubs. So we're going to figure out another tour and another time so we can get her in here. She's, she was, she was a delight to, uh, to tour with. We're thrilled that she carried all the gear, did all the driving, made all the food, (laughs) did the laundry. Shut up, Chad. She, uh, she yeah she she did our hair and makeup she did the she sang us lullabies as we fell asleep and she uh she she uh anyway so no she was she was she was great and she you know uh so i want you guys to see see what we built with her when 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 we get the first opportunity that will that will happen so yep yep it's gonna be good yeah it's gonna be good yeah thank you everybody all right gentlemen Another one in the, in the can. Okay. Ooh. 
Easy yeah. now. <laughs> we'll see you. We'll see you next week. Hey guys. Cheers.